You are now listening to The Caleb One Show, where we talk about everything that they should have taught you in school regarding your health, your finances, and your social life. I'm your host, Caleb, and the episode starts now. Hello and welcome to The Caleb One Show. I'm your host, Caleb One, and this is the podcast where we talk about what school should have taught us. And in this episode, I want to follow up on a past episode titled how to identify fake gurus and who they really are and if you guys didn't check out that episode go check it out uh but just to give you a little bit of idea of what it what it's about uh, i go over some of the top red flags that someone is a fake guru and i give sort of my definition and my take on fake gurus um shout out to my boy coffee zella for uh, giving me the inspiration for that episode and this episode. Uh, but in this episode, I want to follow up on some more fake guru tactics, but more subtle ones, some some that you just don't think about or something that sort of just crosses your mind um, where if you were to see yourself in third person or were to see it from more an objective standpoint, you'd be like, yeah, that's a little more shady. Um, again, go check, that ep- go check out that episode and then come back to this one. Um, I'm not going to go over some uh, definitions of what I consider a fake guru. Again, these are sort of subtle red flags. These are sort of, in poker, we call these tells. Um, Just because someone does them doesn't necessarily mean that they are a fake guru. But if they do, let's say, and there's about eight of them that I'm about to go over, if they go seven for eight, again, a little more caution, but if they go one for two, not too bad, right? They're probably not a fake guru. They're just out there trying to do uh good work and again there's a there's a lot of um there's a borderline between this between people out there on the internet or in person who want to do good work and there's other people out there who are just trying to fake it to get something else usually it's just to get people to buy some shit course or whatever but before we get into today's episode remember to hit the subscribe button if you haven't already uh, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcast or on Stitcher, if you're on listening to this on Android, so you guys can be notified when I drop new episodes. Uh, usually, I always drop them on Mondays and Thursdays. Uh, I know like half of you guys who listen to this are like actually Spotify lo- uh, listeners, not losers. Um, but do me a favor, uh, go if you guys have an iPhone, go to Apple Podcasts, leave an honest review of what you guys think about this podcast. Um, I'm probably gonna do a giveaway in the future. Um, want to see if, what you guys will do to it. Um, maybe the giveaway is probably a MacBook. Maybe it's a new pair of shoes. Maybe it's, I don't know, maybe it's some, uh, some AirPods. I don't know. Uh, maybe we'll do something. Uh, but I'm really uh, interested in what's going on, what you guys have to say as well. Is also leave a review on the Apple Podcast, or if you guys want uh, for any feedback when it comes to past episodes or any upcoming sort of episodes or episode ideas that you guys want me to cover that, again, school didn't teach us, um, I'd be more than happy to cover it for you guys. Again, I build out a lot of the content on this channel uh, based out of the suggestions that you guys have and sort of the recommendations that you guys want me to cover. So go leave it in the podcast survey. It is in the link in the description. All right, let's get into this. These subtle tactics, again, don't always mean that someone is a fake guru. They're just sort of sort of telltale signs. Um, again, I want you to do your own analysis. I want you to do your own research on this person. Uh, I want you to listen to interviews. I want you to watch interviews. I want you to sort of hear other podcasts if they're on it. Again, 
trying your goal is trying to find patterns within each one of these um, and we want to see if there's any sort of shady sort of aspect to it and if it's replicated through some other form of medium uh, again keep that in mind whenever we go through this so number one if you're taking notes on this number one uh, they look down on people who are employees and say that entrepreneurship is the way um, they usually will say some shit like I quit working for someone or they'll tell their story about how they quit their job or something like that and they try and force you to think that working for yourself is the way and I don't think that they understand that without a team or without some sort of management they wouldn't be where they are at right they wouldn't be uh, their business wouldn't be sort of at the top of their business without employees without teams there would be no Amazon there would be no Apple there would be no McDonald's because there needs to be some sort of infrastructure there needs to be some sort of uh, team and some sort of group that are doing the grunt work of, of what's going on I don't think that people actually understand that like they that, that that's going on like you can't just go from nothing to managing other people there has to be some sort of level of what's going on of where you are okay i'm doing something that solves someone's problem i'm going out of my way and then building some sort of ecosystem some sort of team that can help me replicate my work so i can also solve their problems and then from there you start building up management but you don't go from zero to a hundred like I, that's that's the problem with most people and that's how most people get stuck in this rat race in entrepreneurship where they're like you know what i'm an entrepreneur and i'm just gonna go on out and do this and to which i have to say no you're fucking not because you haven't built up some sort of infrastructure you haven't built out some sort of team to again replicate your work whether that's trying to build out a product whether that's trying to build out a service you haven't built that up yet so how can you be this CEO of some imaginary company that you just say that you are? Again, that's one of the problems with it. And these sort of entrepreneurs and fake guru, you know, internet marketers, um, they shit, they say shit like, oh, you're a slave if you work for them, uh, which is not true. Because, again, entrepreneurship isn't for everyone. It just depends on your personality and how you want to structure your personal life and work life. That's all it really comes down to. And just be, and you know what? I'll also say this on top of it, on the subject. Um, if you need money, it's better that you just get a job. It's if you need money right now to survive, to pay for rent, pay for food, you know, pay for a little bit of healthcare, maybe a little bit of mortgage. It's better off getting a job and ignore all those fucking gurus out there in the world saying like, oh, getting a job's for losers. Fuck that. Fuck that. The most important thing is being able to solve someone's problem and being able to solve someone's problem within some sort of business or in some sort of ecosystem is your best bet of hedging your bets of getting money into your life. That's the most important. It's not about going out there and investing it in Bitcoin. It's not about going out there, investing it in stocks, trading stocks and knowing nothing about it. That is how you throw away your money. And that is not what you want to do. Again, you want to hedge your bets. Sometimes it takes a little, and you know what? There's no shame in uh, doing this, getting a job or anything like that. That's just your ego in your head that's trying to fuck up you every single step you go to. That's all, that's all it really is. And it's all these entrepreneurs and internet marketers who want to look down on people who have that. And they use their ego as their way to leverage people. It's so fucked up, okay? So that's number one. 
be careful of people who always say that entrepreneurship is the way and who look down on people who have a job. What's going on? Number two, they have aggressive ad copy and sales video. You'll often hear people say the previous point through some form of sales video or some sort of ad copy. Um, just to let you know, if you haven't already, by the way, uh, they say this just to get you hype. And they just try to get you sort of hyped up and sort of high on your own supply of dopamine and trying to sell you on some vision to make a purchase on their product. And it's usually a course in this case. Um, if it's not a course, then some sort of free webinar, free training, or whatever the fuck it's called. Um, but people don't realize this is marketing. This is what marketing is. Now, is this method of marketing ethical? No. Is it legal? Should it be legal? No. Again, it's a free country. I'm in Canada. Um, most of the stuff is in America, but America and Canada are very similar in that regard. No, there's a lot of uh, openness. There's a lot of uh, capitalistic uh, sort of impact on what on how we view in our economy. Um, anyone who talks to you or pressures you, simply, I, I just want to say this, anyone who talks to you or pressures you into buying their stuff just just walk away just walk away again i go back this goes back to sort of polaris start what are people's polaris starts what are people's end games you got to be able to read what they want and see if that's in alignment with what you want as well the minute you start seeing long text and ad copy the minute you start seeing testimonial videos of people sort of talk to you on what's going on Again, that's your cue to run. That's your cue to leave, right? Again, those could be paid actors. Those could simply be customers for a business who actually haven't gotten results but just want to create a testimonial because they've been brainwashed to do something, right? So watch out for that. Watch out for aggressive ad copy. Um, and sort of the aggressive ad copy will be in the shame of like, oh, you need to do this, um, which I'll get into in a sec. But hold on. Number three, they shame you either in person or online. On the topic of aggression, we have shame. Uh, you see it all the time in conferences, like I mentioned uh, in the past episode. Uh, someone doesn't raise their hand or politely disagrees with the masses. And again, they're ostracized for thinking differently when all they really want is clarification or an objection that wants answers to. Uh, if it's online, it'll look like, hey, if you don't watch this video right now, you're going to fail. Like, that's a, an aggressive bold statements and that's how it gets people's that's how viewership increases that's how watch time increases again anything along those lines is where you should be cautious about it and again at times um this can be marketing this can be aggressive marketing um this is like almost like guerrilla warfare um but again something that we have to keep into consideration shaming people and sometimes even online in chats or anything like that if you try to uh again you disagree with something that's going on, you automatically get um, shouted out by the speaker at a webinar or anything like that, shaming you like, oh, shame on, you know, Teddy Bear 55 or something like that. And they'll try and get everyone, or you'll sometimes get booted out. Again, even if you bring up uh, rational choices or rational questions that you want answers to. So that's number three, shame. Number four, they never address objections. Addressing objections, in my opinion, is a great determination of whether or not someone is legit or not. Okay, that's again, that's just my opinion. This is my podcast. 
Um, but I think addressing objections, uh, someone being on stage and being able to support themselves or being, you know, you see it all the time when it comes to debates of other people, when the other, the opposition comes on uh, the stage and has their time to explain their point of view. Um, I think that to me, in my opinion, is a great uh, example if someone is being legit. Now, again, that could backfire and you could literally get roasted by the other guy uh, for actually bringing up valid points. Um, but for the most part, people who hold their ground usually don't get fucked with or usually don't get jerked around a lot. Uh, the fact that they go out of their way to answer questions uh, that a curious mind, the normal curious mind has, and is able to provide rational responses. Uh, again, this just demonstrates that they're not afraid of what they sell. They're not afraid of what their beliefs are. Again, I would get, I would have more respect for someone who I think is wrong, but is willing to make their bold statement and say, hey, this is why I do this. These are my experiences. I'm just like, hey, I can't I can't argue with that. That's that's your experience. Again, I would respect someone more of that than someone who just sort of ignores the hate or just tells others to just ignore the hate. Um, again, something that that's just my opinion. Now, like, like I said, some gurus will tell other people just to ignore it. Here's what I'll say when it comes to hate, when it comes to bullying. Ignore ungrounded hate. Ignore ungrounded criticism. You want to really just ignore shit like you're stupid, or your business logo looks bad. Again, that's an example of what ungrounded hate would be. But a valid question would be, hey, why do you sell a course on Facebook ads? Even though there are hundreds and thousands of videos on YouTube demonstrating and showing people how to run Facebook ads for free. Again, that would be a question of rational thinking. Uh, and if gurus don't respond or or they responded in some sort of automated fashion with sort of like a chat bot or with someone else filtering it out. Um, again, and they're not able to respond sufficiently, or they're not able to respond sufficiently, I should say. Uh, again, that's your cue that what they're saying is either that something that they don't believe in themselves or something that they just can't uh, wrap their head around as well. Um, again, something to be cautious for people who don't address hate, people who don't address objection. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it so far. If there's something you'd like me to talk about or someone you'd like me to interview, feel free to leave the topic or guest in their survey show notes. And if you love this podcast, show your love by hitting the subscribe button on iTunes or Stitcher and leave a review of what you think about the show. All right, let's get back into it. Uh, number five. They try to silence criticism, or they try to silence people who criticize them as well. Um, again, going back to silencing haters, going back to criticizing uh, and roasting other people, uh, I want to hear me out for a second. This is the exact same idea from the guru or internet marketer standpoint when it comes to blocking people on your phone. You want to stop, uh, you want them to stop bothering you. That's, that's literally why you have um, a phone that literally has a block access. Um, again, you want people to stop spamming you from texts. You want to stop people from spamming you from calls. Um, but there comes a point where you're silencing people with lawsuits who are legit, again, bringing up points that need answers to, 
right? They have questions that they want answers to. And, you know, you silencing them or you shutting them out, um, it looks shady as fuck. You literally telling the world, I need to silence this person because he or she has some sort of evidence against me. Maybe I'm faking something. Again, a lot of sort of fake gurus, I'm not going to say his name. I'm just going to say his initials, KD. Um, again, perfect example of this, uh, CoffeeZilla versus KD or CoffeeZilla versus Voldemort. Uh, link will be in the description for you guys to figure out what I'm talking about. I don't want to be hit with it myself. Um, but uh, again, CoffeeZilla does a really good uh, demonstration on exposing fake gurus and having them explain their side of the story. Um, so again, watch out for number five, people who like to silence people who criticize or silence people who have valid points or silence people who want refunds. That's also another um, sort of tendency you want to look out for. So number six, uh, they show off their luxury lifestyle. Um, again, this sort of luxury lifestyle, sort of guru lifestyle, again, it's just marketing. It's just marketing tactics to get your attention um, and it's more than likely faked. Like, who the fuck um, wants to have the idea that they have so much wealth? Like, I don't know. I don't know why anyone would want that, to be honest. Um, but people who flaunt their wealth, unfortunately, get robbed, right? They have ransoms held against them. They have terrible social life because everyone uh, around this one person is showing fake love to them for money. Um, except we don't see that. We don't see that side. We don't see the ugliness of flaunting your wealth, mainly because it ruins the fun of showing off wealth. You know, people who truly are rich don't need to flaunt it. You don't see Bill Gates. You don't see Warren Buffett. You don't see Steve Ballmer. You literally just see these guys just wearing their normal clothes as if they were just a regular civilian. You don't see them flaunt it. They just know that they're just bad motherfuckers. That's it. They just know that they're a person of wealth. Now, if they have some sort of materialistic object that shows off wealth, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's fake. Again, there has to be a borderline between this. Um, shout out to my friend Bobby Ma, who has been on the podcast before, one of my earlier episodes uh, that I mentioned about this. Um, but he has a really cool watch that he has that he always sort of wears nowadays. Um, and shout out to him that uh, he has it and stuff. Um, and I ask him, you know, why do you have this watch? And it's not, and keep in mind, his watch isn't Rolex, it's not Gucci, um, but it's up in price for sure. Um, and when I ask him why he wears it, he's like, oh, I wear this because it, it reminds me of family. It keeps me grounded. Again, that's just uh, a sentimental sort of value that people have. For me, personally, something that I have that's a materialistic thing um, that I know is not going to get me any money, for sure, but it's definitely something that I keep in mind and brings back so many memories for me is uh, a Toronto Raptors uh, championship hat and a Toronto Raptors t-shirt. Um, that, to me, just brings in so many memories. Uh, and, again, that's what people... You, that's what you we should have as materialistic things, something that shows us memories of the past. Again, we can't always relive those moments, but we can use these memorabilias to sort of help us relive those moments and those enjoyments that we had around that time. Um, and again, bring back a little bit of nostalgia of what's happening. So again, number six, people who beware of people who show off wealth, beware of people who show off their lifestyle. Um, 
that's something to keep in mind and consider. Number seven, uh, moving on forward, uh, they always post entertaining content. Um, honestly, in my opinion, this is just my opinion because it's my podcast, uh, this screams fake life. For real. It, it literally screams fake life. Why do you have to post all of these videos? Why do you have to post all of these pictures of all the time of whatever the fuck you're doing? Right? So you can get more followers to hopefully get you to buy your damn fucking course? Is that what it's up? Is that what's up? No. Okay. I'm not saying you shouldn't record cool things. But record them because you want to look back on them and say, hey, this was a good trip down memory lane. That's literally what you want to record for. Um, again, one of my favorite artists is Travis Scott. He says um, he wants no bystanders. He doesn't want people... Uh, <laughs> there's a really cool video out there in the world. Um, I've got a hood spy. Maybe it's QC or something like that. Um, but he talks about how to rage with Travis Scott. And he says, I don't want anyone having their cell phone. That's what, that's what Travis says. He's like, I don't want anyone having their cell phone. You're allowed one picture. One picture, maybe it's outside the venue, maybe it's inside the concert, but you have that one picture to remind you that you had a good time. And again, this is about living in the moment and having and having some sort of time capsule, some sort of picture to help you recall those moments of enjoyment. Um, you shouldn't always be, okay, I'm on my phone, I'm documenting the entire thing. Don't worry about that. I'm pretty sure there's some video out there in the world, uh, or again, that's why a whole camera crew's out there to record it, post it on YouTube or something like that. Um, but that's something for me. Um, hey, this was a good moment to relive. That's literally how you want to approach it when it comes to posting entertaining content. Like for me, I have videos uh, when we went out, my whole family went out to go uh, to Niagara Falls. I had a good time with it. It hasn't seen the light of day. It's just, again, that's just, those are just pictures from myself. Again, maybe you can post one picture. Maybe you can post two pictures. But don't post a whole, like, damn documentary of your whole trip. Right? Like, again, that's just an example. Just don't do that. Keep it to yourself. Again, are you trying to do this for the enjoyment of, of, other, of other people? Or are you just trying to do this for yourself? If you did it for yourself, you keep it to yourself. Something to keep in mind about. Um, again, don't have to actually share it all the time with people. Um, but again, if it's cool shit, you just want to relive it. Just be, just relive it with the, yourself. Um, so that's number seven. Always watch out for people who just always want to post entertaining content. And finally, number eight. They always have a motivational brand. Now, I just also want to address this. I'm not really a motivational guy. I, I really don't. I'm, I, I remember um, when I was wanting to get into this field of entrepreneurship, um, tell me if you guys been through this or not, but I remember always just going, just trying to learn through as much, uh, entrepreneurship as I can. And I almost felt, and I almost, no, I actually fell for this trap. Um, I used to always think that motivation was entrepreneurship and I'll definitely do an episode discussing about this because this is broken. This is the most broken sort of business sort of mindset that you should have. And I'm, again, I know I'm sounding like a hypocrite when I say this, um, but again, my channel on this podcast isn't about motivation. It's not. A, it's. It's never been about motivation. It's about addressing a problem that we have, and providing a practical solution through experience that I've gone through, and the lesson that I've been taught, and just downloaded it and just putting it and packaging it up for you guys to listen. 
That's literally how I picture putting out this podcast. This is why I don't do YouTube anymore. Again, this is why I'm solely podcast focused. Um, but again, going back to motivation, um, people who say that they're sort of multi-millionaires and have motivational content and sort of have a motivational brand. I'm not going to shout anyone out because um, I don't want to throw anyone under the bus. Um, but again, this is sort of a tell that say, hey, maybe this person is fake. Um, the average person, for the most part, but you're different listening, um, they don't realize that um, people who live a life like this don't actually live a life, live a life like this. All right, don't trust people who just post motivational content, whether that's in the form of cool videos and sort of like sort of you have the sort of flares making them look like they're shiny and stuff like that, or sort of pictures around sort of cool people and other motivational people. Uh, I'm all for giving value. Again, that's I'm all for providing practical solutions, but making someone feel good to me, in my opinion, does not count. It doesn't count towards actually serving value to people. Making someone, again, these sort of feel-good sort of feelings are just emotions. They come and go. One day you'll feel really, really good, and other days you'll feel really, really down. That's okay. All right? Value comes down to practicality and taking action on the right task at the right moment. That's all really value comes down to. It's about taking in and extrapolating the information that you already have right, in the form of podcast or in the form of YouTube, being able to download that information, interpret it, and being able to take action on it. That's all it really comes down to. And again, in my opinion, gurus who just make motivational content are just people who just want to get easy money, right? People, you know, motivational content is among the easiest sort of content to create and produce. It gets views because it gets emotion and gets people sort of amped up and wanting to listen and they can get and the entrepreneur or internet marketer can actually get money from ad revenue and again it's the easiest way to make money it's one of the easiest ways to make money just creating really good content to make people feel good and then monetize it so there you have it eight more fake guru tactics to watch out for if you guys taking notes on this uh let's quickly recap everything that we've covered and we're going to close off this episode on that uh, so number one, they say entrepreneurship is the only way of living, or they give off the impression that entrepreneurship is the only way of living. Number two, they always have aggressive ad copy and sales videos to always get you to sell, 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 and buy, buy, buy. Number three, they shame people for bringing up objections or bringing up good points. Number four, they never address objections or ignore, or they always ignore good points. Number five, they always try to silence criticism and people who bring up good points or sort of expose them a little bit. Number six, they always show off their lifestyle, their luxury of what's going on. Number seven, they're always posting content. They're always trying to post entertaining content, whether they're trying to get viewership or just trying to get attention. Number eight, they're always posting motivational uh, content and just giving off the impression that this is a motivational brand. Um, So there you have it. Eight more subtle fake guru tactics. Again, just because they have one of these doesn't mean that they're a fake guru. Keep that in mind. It's mostly, hey, if there's more than half of these or if there's five out of eight of these that they have, again, these are signs that maybe they're actually fake and that this is your cue to run. Um, I would almost be a little bit worried 
once it gets three three out of eight. If three out of eight of these checks off, then there's probably something that's shady going on. Um, so there you have it. Eight more subtle fake guru tactics. Remember to go check out episode one where I go over what a fake guru is, my definition of, of them, and some of CoffeeZilla's uh, thoughts on fake gurus and sort of my take and my interpretation on what he has to say on it. Um, but on that note, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and I'll catch you guys on the next one.